Some people look up to doctors and lawyers, but it was never like that for me. I had my family and I had the club. All I ever wanted to be was a burner boy. For Yadero, life wasn't always easy. From losing his mother at the age of three to being thrown into the foster care system, he's experienced it all. But sunny days came when he was finally adopted at the age of 10. All Yadi wanted was to live his best life, hang with his crew, and ride his bike. He didn't have time for anything else until his amber eyes fell upon the beautiful Liberty. Liberty wasn't as lucky as Yadi. She had a troubled childhood and a stressful life as a young adult. She didn't have the luxury to be like every other 20-year-old. She worked two jobs to provide for her home and also attended school full-time. No sleep, long days, and stress was her life until a quiet, handsome biker drove into her world. Liberty and Yachty will be faced with many outside variants that don't want to see them together. From backstabbing family drama and gunplay, they will be pushed to the test. They can either rise up and fight so they can be together, or they can fold. Bike life isn't easy, and when you add rival clubs, angry women, and scorned men to the life, it's nearly unbearable. Welcome to the world of the Burner Boys. Ride one. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. So we're starting off with a prologue where Yadero was just an orphan. His mom had died from heart complications and none of the remaining family wanted to take him in. He never knew his father or any of his other family. So now at 10 years old, he is being adopted by a woman named Sassy. And I don't think we ever learned Sassy's real name. Like she's just called Sassy. So now... He's a young child who is used to having really nothing. He now has his own room and nice things. So this is a change in his life for the better. So we're now flashing forward to the present day. It's now 14 years later. Yadi Yodero is uh, affectionately known as Yadi. He's now 24. Yadi is a part of a biker gang called the burner boys so you know they're outside doing stunts and just chilling having a good time until their rivals pull up the infamous riders so a guy challenges yadi to a race you know putting their bikes up against each other and so when the race is over and the guy loses yadi is like you know hand over the keys to that bike the guy's like i'm not handing you shit and runs off so they start to give chase, but they see that those guys are being arrested. So, you know, they reroute and go to their clubhouse. So Yadi tells Onyx, who is the club's vice president, what happened. And Onyx tells him, you know, I'll tell Pope, who is the president of the club, and warns him, like, don't try to go off on your own and do no shit. Wait for us. You know, we're going to make sure we get it back in blood, basically. And we also find out that Yadi has a younger brother by the name of Uno, who Sassy also adopted, and he's also a burner boy as well. Then we're introduced to Liberty, who is a young lady taking care of her alcoholic mother while juggling, excuse me, work and school. I can't even imagine that. It's like having to work 
all day. Then come home, it's like you don't see your mama. So you know she's somewhere where she ain't got no business. And she has to pull up to like she's going down the street um looking for her mom. And she don't see her nowhere. So she and then she goes to the one house where she know they're getting drunk at. And she has to pull her mom out of there. And her mom was like, baby, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I do this. I'm going to be better. I promise. And this is the shit she's been hearing her whole life. So it's just like, whatever, let's go. So she's having a conversation with her best friend, Shine, who's a bottle girl at a club, and begs her to come out and be a quote-unquote normal 20-year-old for once. But she can't. Like She has so many responsibilities going on in her home life which as her best friend she knows about so i kind of felt like shine she wasn't being considered i know this is your friend and it's like i want you to come out and let your hair down for once but it's just like okay say i do come out and do that i still got to turn around and go right back to this bullshit life that i'm living so instead of like even taking the chance to let my hair down and like possibly quote unquote waste money and waste time i'm just gonna continue doing what i'm doing because i got other things to do so anyway the same guy who ran off on yachty his name is uh fredo he's at the diner that liberty works at and he's trying to talk to her but she's not paying him any mind and she even goes to get another server to serve him and after her shift you know she's about to walk home or i think walk to the bus stop and he offers to give her a ride and she says no. And so he tells her, and I quote, and to think I was looking to upgrade you up out of that diner and put you on to some boss shit. Enjoy your night and get some rest. I'm sure you need it with the way them shoes le- looking. Them bitches leaning to the side, begging to be tossed into the trash. And then like he walks away. But it's like, you said all that to say what though? Because even with her looking how you claim, like, busted, how you claim and whatever, you were still trying to talk to her. So whether she's a bum now because she don't want to talk to you, it was enough to attract you, to approach her. But anyway, she pays him no attention. And when she gets home, she's on the phone with Shine, and she hears her mom yelling. And she's like, you know, she runs in, she's like, what's wrong? And Liberty's sister is in jail and is going to cost $200 to get her out. And Liberty, she was about to go get her hair done because it's like basically in a puffball in the back of her head. And she's like, there goes the money that she was going to use to get her hair done. So then Lillian is like, you know, I can call my mom. And Liberty is like, no, because her granny is an older lady, obviously. And she's on SSI. It's like, what What do I look like having you call her to pay for that when I could pay for it? So she's like, you know, I'll go get her in the morning. Like, I'm not going there tonight. I'm going to go get some sleep. And when I get up, then I go get her out of jail. So Yadi is still sleeping with his ex and is somehow confused as to why she's still acting like they're a couple. And she's just a terrible self-centered woman who turns him off. So that's another thing. It's like, y'all no longer, I understand just having sex, but if you put that on the table and tell her, hey, we're just having sex, but she's acting as if she doesn't understand that, why then do you keep having sex with her? 
Because I don't want to hear the, I told her. Okay, you told her, but you see that her actions ain't matching up with what you want to go on. So why are you not nipping this in the bud? And then her ad, her attitude is terrible at that. So, like, why are you around her? So, anyway, they, uh, it's Yachty, a friend of his, and his girlfriend, and then the ex. They go to a diner, which is the diner that Liberty is working at. And although they aren't in the same section, like, she's on the other side of the restaurant. His ex is just so focused on her. And it's just like, ugh, her shoes are so dirty. Ugh wow her hair is so nappy like wow like why does like does that change your life at all like why are you so focused on this girl and just continue to say things about her and yadi is looking at her like girl what the hell but he don't say nothing and he feels like that uh the reason why she's focusing so much on her is because Liberty is dark-skinned just the way that Yachty likes. And so he notices Liberty and silently agrees to himself about the shoes and the hair, but is still attracted to her. You know, whatever. Let's just keep going. Because I'm just like, that just goes to show which... What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say it in a way that... I mean it. It's like if you want to dress up and like do all that stuff, you know, hair, makeup, nail, if that's you doing that for you, perfect. Cause that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the women who purposely, like, oh, I gotta have this done, that done. I gotta look this way to attract whoever I'm looking to attract. No, you don't. These niggas like anybody. Like if they like you, they like you. It don't matter what you want. This always reminds me of a story from high school, a girl that I was, I won't even say friend, like we were friendly with each other. And she told the story of how she met her boyfriend slash baby daddy at the time. Like she had on a big old t-shirt, her hair was all over her head, like she was looking crazy. But basically he saw her and, you know, kind of fell in love with her. So it's just like, you ain't got to do all that if you don't want to anyway that's his story so yadi learned when he was younger that his biological mom pre-wrote letters to him before she passed so on the day of her passing he opens the letter that she wrote for his 25th birthday even though it's not his birthday yet he just wanted to feel closer to her at that time so the note says the number 25 denotes wisdom with the touch of diplomacy and curiosity you're 25 and i pray that you are wise beyond your years at this point yadero mommy has tried to without being there give you the keys to life keys to the spirit realm what you curious about son that's calling your spirit follow that enlighten yourself with it be the best you that you can be and so of course he's having a moment just, you know, taking in her words, wishing she's still there. He even sheds a few tears when his phone ring. And when trying to answer his phone, the letter blows away. So he starts running after the letter, not really looking at looking where he's going. And he bumps into someone sitting under a tree. It's Liberty, but he doesn't like he doesn't know her. 
um, she still has on her work clothes and she's doing homework. And, you know, of course, him just running into her surprises her and it spills her coffee, which lands on the ladder. And I think because he was already emotional. Well, let me not try to make excuses for him right off the bat because he was real rude to her. He's like, look at what the fuck you just did, bitch. I ought to knock your ass out. You let go of the letter trying to answer your phone. And in running after the letter, you knock me over. And because you knocked me over when I had coffee in my hands and it spilled on the letter. Like, so something that's your fault, you blaming me for. And so, you know, she tries to defend herself saying it's not her fault, but he continues to be disrespectful. And he tells her on some real shit, fuck that cheap ass backpack and your homework was probably wrong any fucking way. What you ruined is priceless, and you lucky as fuck. I know how to control my temper, which let's just pull over. Do you? Because look at what the hell you doing, and you blame. And it's like I know it's emotions, and it doesn't make it right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So wait, where are we at? Or your ass will be bleeding out right here in this park. If you know what was best, your broke ass will calm the fuck down, and it might be time to go home and change out of them dirty ass clothes. So, and you know, then he walks away. And the messed up part about it was he says that he knows that he was wrong. Well, you know, like thinking to himself as he's walking away, but his emotions won't allow him to admit that right now. So he takes it out on her and leaves her where she is. So when she gets home, Lillian is drunk once again, no surprise there. But she's like kind of... What do you want to say? She's she being loud and just doing a lot. And Liberty is trying to calm her down when Leah walks in and Leah's um Leah was Yadi's ex. And so come to find out that they're sisters. And Leah is a mean girl who believes that she deserves the world or deserves better than their living conditions because she's staying in the part the apartment with them and doesn't contribute to their life at all, but she also talks down to her mama and her sister. So I was just like, what the Liberty make it make sense, mama. Cause she was putting up with some bullshit that she didn't have to put up with. So anyway, on her way to work, Fredo pulls up alongside her again, offering her a ride and she declines again. I was really trying to throw your broke ass a bone. You look like you could use some help around this bitch, but it's all good. You one of them stuck up hoes that don't have a reason to be. You cute and all, I'll admit that, and that ass is looking nice, but you ain't shit. You work like a slave at your job, and you walking around looking tired and broke as fuck, so don't even try to flex on me, ho. The jewelry I'm wearing costs more than your life. You want to stay a broke bitch, then that's on you. I'm done trying to help your ass out. So once again, who asked you for that? You steady trying to push up on this woman who don't want to talk to you. And because she, she's really polite about it, which fucking blows my mind because we would have been fighting at some point. So because you were rejected, now you got all this shit to say about her. So it's just like, and I don't know. I get literally trying to brush it off and like, I'm not going to pay no attention to that. I got other stuff to worry about. I got better things to do. But then it's also like, at what point do you stand up for yourself and start clapping back at these niggas who are disrespectful to you? Anyway, so, you know, she continue on about her walk 
and she's trying to catch the bus, but the bus flies past her. And so now she has to walk to work. So she notices Yachty, who she remembers from, she went to um, middle school with. And I was a little confused because I wrote this in my notes because the way it's written in the story, it's like, did she not know that it was him when he bumped into her at the, um, was it a park? Yeah, I'm just going to call it a park for right now because I can't remember. So it's like, did she not know it was him then? But she walks up on Yachty and Uno beating someone, and she's just watching in the back. Now, the guy they're jumping owes Pope money, and Yachty shoots him in the knee. So they hop on their bikes, you know, to do a getaway. But Yachty stares at her and asks for her name. And when she gives it to him, then he speeds up. I was like, wait, what? what's happening here? This whole passage was so confusing to me. <laughs> I put in my note, it's like, it's in capital letters. I said, Shine is asking the real questions. He assaulted you. Oh, so it was at a party. He assaulted you at Willow Park and you watched him commit a crime earlier. But the real reason you're mad is because he didn't recognize you. So she's known who he is all this time. She remembers him because they went to school together. And I believe the um, the foster house that they were at together before she was adopted, you know, like they were friends then too. So it's just like, he don't remember her at all. And that's what she's really mad about. So I'm like, yeah, not that he cussed you out and was real disrespectful to you, but the fact that he don't remember your, you from your childhood is what really got you mad. Really? But anyway, and so come to find out that Liberty has a crush on Yachty because Sean mentions how she has always talked about him. She follows him on social media or at least she used to before he deactivated all his socials. And she jokes about Liberty coming to the red table to talk. Cause like, girl, we might need to discuss this a little bit. You sound a little great. So like I said, Liberty and Yachty used to be close back in the day. And she feels as if life is starting to bring them back together. Once again, mama, he disrespected the fuck out of you and assaulted you. Like, even if you, wasn't on purpose just because he was trying to catch that paper. He assaulted you. And them words was hurtful. So I look at that like, shit, let's talk about double homicide because God damn. So, where are we? So Shine also helps her out because she's looking at her clothes and she's noticing like Liberty, it's time for some new things. So she just helps her out. They get her hair together. She plucks her eyebrows. Like I said, she gives her some shoes and some clothes. And Liberty is hesitant to take them because she doesn't want to be looked at as a charity case. But she knows that she needs these things as well. And I'm like, this show, which I mean, hey, quote unquote friends will turn that shit around on you. Like you broke bitch. I had to give you that, da, 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 da. So I could see it looking as like, I, even if you are my friend, I don't really don't want to take this from you, but she knows she needs the things though. So let's see. So shine tells her girl, we going to burn off Fridays. 
you know, which is when the Burner Boys do their tricks and just have a good time. And Liberty is like, no, I got too much going on. I don't have time to do that. So Shine turns the conversation and asks her about the guy that she's been like sneaking on the low with. But Liberty like, ain't nothing really going on with that. He ain't nothing but a deal though with baby mama drama. And I was like, what? That nice little Liberty got a little sneaky link. But mama like, I'm not out here being a virgin. I get my shit on the low and I mind my motherfucking business. Um, so <laughs> she in the middle of meeting up with the sneaky link and you know he's down down lillian calls her and she's like you know the power is out and leah pushed her into a wall so she's scared to be at home but uh come on my cow make a fill it in their back my cow that's it. his name is my cow he doesn't stop he says that you know i need this time with you I, it's a guy I know I have him go over there and turn the power back on, you know, but we finna finish this right here, which they do. And when he takes her home, he gives her some money and uh, tells her when he gets back in town, they need to talk. So she walks in the house and Lillian is holding a pack of frozen peas to her eye. She tells Liberty that Leah has been acting different ever since she's been back in contact with her dad. And when she hears that she's been back in contact with her dad, that sets off something in Liberty. So it's like, you know, some, something ain't right with that. So something happened right there. Um, Leah walks in with food and shopping bags, new hairdo. And once again, it's just being wild, disrespectful. But Liberty doesn't say anything. She just swallows it and, you know, basically she don't fight her on it. Nothing. And Lillian is always looking at her to basically like drop it, like baby, just let it go, just let her be. Which is kind of fucked up because Lily is Lillian's biological daughter. And you know, like I said, I believe Little Liberty, excuse me, was adopted when she was either two or three. So she's been around this whole time. But Lillian definitely lets Leah get away with some bullshit that she ain't got no business let her get away with and I feel like it's just because that's her biological daughter daughter so even though she adopted Liberty she's still not accepting Liberty as her actual daughter so Yadi and a friend of his are talking and the guy reveals he has a class with Liberty and is thinking about approaching her so Yadi now remembers who Liberty is you know after he asked her name in that like alleyway and he's regretting treating her like that at the park, which you should have been regretting that from the very get-go because why was you talking to her like that? She didn't do nothing to you. That was your fault. And so while he's driving around, he sees her walking and makes her get in the car. He apologizes for the way he spoke to her and explains how it was the anniversary of his mother's passing. That still does not make it okay. Like, I'm not for the excuses. Like, it don't make it okay. Which I'm not saying that he says it's okay, but it's just like, don't try to give me an excuse as to why you were so shitty to me at that time. And so at first, Liberty's like, she's not responding. But after he throws her a few compliments and he's assuring her 
that he's not actually going to hit her because she's still remembering when he said, you know how to knock your ass. I just like, eh. you know, I'm I'm be cool. I'm gonna smile here and there like, hey, thanks. But I got to go <laughs> like, you know, not trying to do too much. But she actually softens up towards him. And the only thing I can think is she's always had a crush on him. So now that her crush is finally showing her some attention, she's just going to sweep that right under the, under the rug, which is some bullshit. And so he makes a mention of her always working. And she tells him, you know, I have two jobs. And he's like, you got kids? And she's like, no, but I got bills to pay and I'm going to school. And then she also tells him that he doesn't have to be nice to her now, that he remembers who she is. That was in the past. And so that kind of like cuts off the conversation that they're having. So the next day, uh, Yadi shows up at her second job, which is at a credit union, to make a deposit. And so he also bullies her out of her number and lets her know that one of his little homies from the Burner Boys will be there to pick her up to take her home because he's not comfortable with her walking or taking a bus. It's just not safe for her. Yachty takes Liberty to a function after he picks her up from a gas station across from the restaurant she left her mama and sister at because they were going to dinner together. And once again, it's like it started off nice, but then once again, it led to some bullshit. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and do this with either one of y'all. I'm leaving. And she, she called Shine first, but I think Shine didn't pick up the phone. So she called Yachty next. And of course, he came and picked her up with no problem. He's like, you standing at a gas station by yourself? I'm on my way. So when he picks her up, she tells him what happened. Like, you know, I just had to walk away from them. I couldn't do it. He takes her to the party. And while they're there, you know, having a good time, he's like, your people ain't called to check on you to see if you all right. Like, nothing. And they didn't. They weren't worried about her at Oh, so let me back up a little bit because I forgot to mention when he came to pick her up, it was Yachty and Uno and he pulled up on a four-wheeler. So them pulling up to the function and her on the back of his bike, all the women looking like, who the fuck is that bitch on the back of Yachty bike? And so he goes in uh side I don't know if it was like a store or just like inside of a house or something like that to get her some hookah. And these two women approach her like as soon as he walk away being shady until what was his name? Is it Omar? Omar was Yachty's like best friend outside of Uno. His girlfriend walked up and basically like shooing them away like get the fuck out her face and stop playing with her like that. Then Yachty returns and another woman comes up trying to be cute um, until he tells her that things have changed. And she looks at Liberty and says, because of her, I'm not even the drama type. But And Yachty cuts her off and was like, so whatever you about to say, why you doing this thing? Because you about to be on some drama type shit. I told you it's not like that between us no more. I said that. That's my business. And you trying to be cute, so get the fuck on. And so uh, 
<laughs> oh, excuse me. So she throws one last shot at Liberty and Yachty tells her that the club she's dancing at with that I believe is associated with the Burner Boys, that's over with. And she's looking at him like, no, I don't do that. He's like, I already tried to send you on your way and told you be cool. You decided not to be cool. So now you no longer dance at the club. It is what it is. So he's being real flirty with Liberty and she's loving it. Like I said, it's that thing of this is my crush. This has always been my crush. And I'm going to soak up all this attention. And this is why I wanted to back up. Because at this point, this is when he asks, like, did your people call to see if you were okay? And when she says no, he says we can't control when people do what's wrong. But we can't stop them from doing that shit again. So basically telling her, like, at some point, you got to cut your family off. From this bullshit that you're going through with them and move on to something better so yadi brings her back to his place and we even get more background from liberty oh yeah see i jumped ahead of myself because i think at this point we didn't even know she was adopted yet she's also adopted lillian and her then husband who is leah's father adopted her when she was two years old and you know she's just venting to yadi her frustration of basically being treated like Cinderella. Like, I'm the stepchild who is breaking my back, going to school and working two jobs while we supposed to be splitting this, splitting these bills. But one's an alcoholic and the other one, I don't know what the fuck she think life is. Like, people just supposed to look after her because she's pretty. And so... He offers to take care of her. Like, you know, you can leave that house, move in with me. Like, I got you. And it's like, nigga, I just started back talking to you. I don't know you like that. And I'm not finna just put my life into your hands like that. And, you know, she's like, I can't leave my family. Because he's like, you can quit them two jobs. And all you got to do is focus on school. And life is good over here. You know what I mean? So he convinces her to at least call off of work and he takes her on a day of yes meaning like no other answer but yes that's it that's the bottom line um so he tries to take her to all the name brand stores that people love but she's just walking around looking at price tags and he's like you know what are you doing she's like this ain't really my jewish I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, can we go to Target Forever 21? And like the last thing they do is go to the zoo, which is something that Liberty always wanted and she always talked about. So, you know, that scored him major points with her. Leah shows up to Liberty's diner job, telling her that she's pregnant and that it's a situation going on with the baby daddy. So until then, she needs her to cover her rent for the next couple months, but give the money to her so their mom doesn't ask questions as um, who she's suddenly scared to tell that she's pregnant, which, okay, first of all, let's start. Liberty agrees with this, which I'm still not understanding why. Um, But it's like the woman that you were just yelling at and talking down to who you pushed into a wall 
you're suddenly scared to tell her that you're pregnant why and liberty why you already got enough going on why would you agree to add more money on top of the situation you already going through this girl don't work tell her uh, even if she is waiting for her baby daddy to give her some money and for that to fall through she needs to get a job her damn self she don't work she just be fucking niggas and getting money from them and think that makes her better than you like ain't no way i would look out her okay whatever 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 so i'm offering a trigger warning liberty goes to the club with shine and or she goes to see her at the club because i believe shine was working michael is also there and he sends a bottle to her table then texts her to dip off with him so she goes out to the car with him but it's to break it off like basically i don't want to do this anymore with you and he attempts to attack her in the car but liberty manages to fight him off i believe she punches him a few times and gets away from so she goes into the house like when she gets back home and Leah is sitting on the couch with Lillian and there's pink balloons and two gift bags and she's just looking at them like she knows some bullshit is about to happen. So Leah told Lillian about the baby anyway, you know, um, cause she just felt like she wasn't sad which i'm like i don't like i don't get like how are you scared to tell your mama that you pregnant and so for them to fix her feeling sad they decide to throw a gender reveal at the end of the month when they know that the granny is coming to town which pisses liberty off because they know that the granny is coming to celebrate liberty's 21st birthday when the end of the month is her birthday Lillian and Le they both know this, but Leah talking about they decided that that's why they're celebrating her birthday now with the sorry excuse of balloons and two gift bags. And Lillian comes over to Liberty and says, let's be supportive of your sister and I will need to borrow some extra money from you next month to help with her doctor bills because the baby daddy is a deadbeat. And Liberty just walks away. And it's like, so both of y'all digging in her pocket for more money at the same time. And then just like basically throwing her to the west wayside. And Lillian with her drunk ass thinking her I'm sorry's and I promise all these broken broken promises. Look, I ain't no better than what's her name. Um, it's gonna fix this or make it better in some type of way. And it just anyway. So Lillian follows her saying, baby, I'm sorry. And I will make all of this up to you. When the baby comes, I'll get sober for good. And we will be a family again, a good one. Like we once were before everything happened. And so it's like, hmm, what's going on there? What happened? Because Lillian, like she wasn't always an alcoholic. So it's just like, what happened at this point? Which I'm pretty sure you could piece together what happened. So Yadi finally catches up with Fredo at a barbershop, but he can't get to him how he wants to because there's a whole bunch of people there. And Fredo is still talking shit, but he feel like he he that guy because he got a few niggas with him. And Yadi was basically by himself, which Yadi didn't give no fuck. He was ready to go. He pulled out a gun and everything, but they was like, man, come on, not here. Not like this. 
So there's another challenge to a race. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't race him for shit. It's like, I already beat you and you ran off with that bike. So why would I whoop your ass again? I'm not going to waste my time on you. Anyway, um, Yadi pulls up on Liberty at the diner because he hasn't heard from her. And she's just looking so down and depressed. So he tells her to come to the burnout because he needs time with her. And he also notices the marks on her neck from when Michael attacked her, but she won't tell him who did it. So he's putting his little homies on the search, like, no, nah, who did this to my woman? I need to know. So like I said, at the burnout, uh, Yadi beats Fredo again. They get into it again because Fredo just still talking shit. And it's just like, why you just can't admit defeat? You don't got it like that. Like Yadi basically better than you than every way. And every time you lose, you want to try to fight or start some other shit. So you ain't got to give up what you put on the line for. It's like, you know, you can't race like that. You're not better than him. Ain't my fault. You finna keep losing your shit. So. Where is it? So what I say? Oh yeah. So when they get into it again, this leads to Yachty punching Fredo in the face. Then a gun goes off. So Onyx took shine while Yachty grabbed Liberty and they took off. And when they took off and went back to his place, this is the first time they're having sex together. So the next morning, shine tells her that she hooked up with Onyx, you know, when he took her, but gave him the wrong number. And she says it's all over IG that Liberty is in a video kissing Yachty because, you know, at the, like before the race took place, he was on her bumper hard. And then Leah texts her telling her she needs to come home now. And after Liberty and Yachty talk, he admits to shooting Fredo in the knee. He's like, I had enough of that nigga. I did it. So they have sex again and exchange, I love you. So she basically ignores Leah's text. Like, I ain't got time for them right now. Putting them on the back burner. So anyway, the burner boys have a meeting. Someone broke into Onyx's office stealing money and merchandise. So Yadi, oh, it is Omar. Omar and Uno think it's Rashad, who is, what do you call him? He's like a prospect of the club. I don't know if he's an official member yet, but, um, he had borrowed some money from Yachty because he had a younger sister who got pregnant. And Yachty gave it to him, you know, loaned it out to him thinking it was for that. And ain't nobody heard from him in a while. So that's why they think it's him. And so Arm Omar tells uh, Yachty that Leah is claiming that he's sleeping with her sister. But they laugh it off because... To their knowledge, Leah doesn't have a sister. So he's like, I don't know what the fuck she talking about. I ain't supposed to her and I don't know how long. I ain't had no dealings with her. So Liberty goes home and Leah is on her immediately. Claiming that Yachty is her baby father. And telling Liberty to call him right now. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And Lillian once again takes Leah's side. Leah jumps up, grabs her phone and goes on live. Telling, well, before she goes on live, when Lillian took her side, like, baby, just stop talking to him. You know, she, he is your sister's 
baby father, you know, you can basically find somebody else. Just do what she's saying. It's like, no, fuck her. Anyway, so she jumps on live and says, hey, friends and family, I don't usually air out my dirty laundry, but tonight I got time. This dirty ass, broke ass hoe by the name of Liberty is fucking my baby daddy, Yachty. And the kicker is she is my sister. Look at her. She's a worker when I'm a boss bitch. Let's pull over. A boss bitch of what? You don't do nothing. Um, I sleep in designer in a in a two bedroom apartment that you don't help pay the bills on. Like what you bragging on don't make no sense. And wake up to the month. No, you don't, cause you ain't got none. I shouldn't be surprised. This is the same thing she did when I found out she was fucking my daddy. Only she lied and got him locked up. So as we can see, which. It's like when you reading, it was so blatant that Liberty was assaulted as a child and Lillian quote unquote took her side and believed her, even though the father, it wasn't only Liberty that he was doing it to. It was other girls that came forward as well. And even if it was only, I mean, that, I was, that don't even matter. Even if it was only her story, he did this to her. But anyway, so Lillian snatches the phone and throws it against the wall. And Leah accuses Liberty of brainwashing her dad and luring him into her bedroom. And now she's done the same thing to Yachty. Liberty can't take no more. She just walks out of the apartment calling Shine, uh, calling Ash, which was her co-worker, I believe, from the credit union. And Yachty, like nobody picks up the phone. So she calls Sassy, not knowing it was Sassy, but um, Yachty had called her earlier from her number because his phone had died. So when Sassy picks up, she explains who she is. But Leah opens the door and is like throwing her stuff out the door and claiming that she's keeping the stuff that Yachty bought from her. So Liberty, she finally gets up. She finally had enough. I gotta go because I'm about to beat her ass and Liberty tries to call her right back I mean Sassy tries to call Liberty back but she doesn't answer and so walking back into the apartment Lillian is now sitting there with a black eye and Lillian tells Liberty to leave and when Leah calms down she can come back leave the apartment that I'm basically paying for by myself while you two motherfuckers sit here and don't do nothing I wouldn't have left shit, but this is once again Liberty being too nice. So uh, she finally snaps. She says, you never loved me. Why did you adopt me? And Leah says for the check, Liberty starts choking her out. She's like, you know, I've, I've had enough of her. And like she is almost to the point where Leah stops breathing, but she lets her go. And she just goes to the back and packs her things. So she hears voices in the living room. It's Pope, Sassy, and Yachty. They're there to help her move out. And as she's leaving, she tries to talk to Lillian again, you know, just hoping that her quote-unquote mother really hasn't been using her this whole time for the money. But Leah, once again, like she's just digging that knife in deeper, saying that Lillian never loved her, she used the checks from the state to make Leah's life better, which was true. 
Leah went to a private school. Like she grew up very what comfortable. She had the best of everything while Liberty basically had hand-me-downs. So she's like, you know, she's leaving. She's done with them. She's not talking to them no more. So it's her 21st birthday, and Yachty set up a party for her at the club, and everything's going great until Michael stops her. So she tries to step around him, giving him a warning, and he slaps her on the ass, and Omar's girlfriend catches it. And Liberty asks her not to say anything because she doesn't want any drama. Mama, he attacked you. Like, if you hadn't fought him off of you, he would have assaulted you in the car. And then he assaults you again. And because you just don't want any drama, you just going to let it go. And I get the girlfriend. Like, she kind of looking at her like she moving shady because that don't make no fucking sense. But she agrees not to say anything, and they get back to the party. And yeah. So when they get back to the section, Michael is standing there talking to another burner boy, but he is staring Liberty down. So Uno calls it out, and Michael tells him, This ain't got nothing to do with you. It's about Yachty. Uno pulls his gun out and put it on the table and says, If you got a problem with my brother, you got a problem with me. Which is right. Like, how are you going to look me in my face and tell me this ain't about you, this about your brother? Like, I'm just going to sit back like, oh, okay, bro, you can handle that on your own. Like, no, what the fuck are you trying to do? Well, anyway. Um, where we at? So, you know, of course, the rest of the burner boys stand up like, what are we doing? And even the guy, Michael, was talking to like basically turned on him because it's like it's the club versus everybody so now now you got to go because you causing too many problems so they leave the club and go to the casino and they chilling when a woman walks up to them giving liberty a birthday card and omar's girl spills the tea the girl who gave the birthday card is niasia and she's basically onyx x she left the city when she found out she was pregnant but when Onyx found out, he basically went and got her and made her move back. And this is news to Shine because they've been kicking it and she didn't know that he had an ex or a baby. So anyway, um, at the end of the night, Yachty gifted Liberty a car. And the next day, she goes back to the apartment she shared with Lillian and Leah because now the granny is in town. And nothing has changed. But Granny shuts Leah down and spills that Leah was also assaulted as a child. Not by her dad, but her dad let other men abuse her. And Leah runs to her room crying because she didn't want that information put out there. Basically saying, my dad did it because he loved me. You don't know what you're talking about. Because they were still talking crazy to the Granny was like, all right, that's a fucking enough. You know, so many secrets in this family anyway, which I was just like, this is great. I don't know. It was kind of brushed over. But anyway, she runs to her room crying. And then sometimes like, uh, later, there's a knock on the door. So she comes out her room like, I'll get it. It's the police. She called them on liberty saying she assaulted her and how she has an order of protection against her. So she's not even supposed to be there 
which of course she didn't release that information until her tea got spilled. And so the granny is trying to argue with the police in defense of Liberty and she ends up having a heart attack. Naisha, she found Rashad cause she's a realtor. And I think he's been like squatting at a house that nobody's supposed to be in. So, um, Fredo and Leah are working together to get revenge on Yachty and was holding Rashad hostage. Like he was out doing robberies, bringing the money back to Fredo, but um, then he just like tied him up. So anyway, there's a shootout and Fredo, Leah and Rashad are dead. Omar may be paralyzed cause he was shot during the shootout. Cause it was like, it was dark. So basically everybody was just shooting anywhere. It wasn't real, no real direction or whatever. And Pope suspends Yachty for a while because he was trying to do this alone instead of telling Pope about it, you know, so he could have some help and basically do things the right way. So we end with Liberty and Yachty looking forward to the future, riding off into the sunset together. All right, my beautiful people, that's all I got. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you back for the next one.